Canto Six, Chapter Ten, The Battle Between the Demigods and Vritrasura. The son of Vyasa said, The Supreme Lord Hari, the original cause of the cosmic manifestation, after thus having instructed Indra, then disappeared from the sight of the devoted souls. When the son of Atarva, Tadichi, the saint, as was told, was besieged by the godly souls, the great personality, slightly amused, with a smile said the following, O son of Bharata. O souls of God, do you not know that all embodied beings, when they die, have to suffer an unbearable, intense pain that takes away their consciousness? All souls struggle to remain alive, and the body they desired in this world is very dear to them. Who would be willing to give away his body, even if Lord Vishnu asked for it? The gods said, What would there be too difficult, O Brahmin, for persons as great as your holiness, you whose virtues are sung by all, and who are of mercy towards all? People running after their self-interest do not know what trouble they cause to other people. If they would know, they would not make their demands. But if one knows about the misery of others and is capable of giving, one will not say no, but comply. The Honorable Saint said, I only reacted to hear from you what would be the Dharma in this matter. I shall give up this dear body for you, though. I sooner or later have to give it up anyway. Anyone who with this impermanent body, O lords, not full of mercy for each and all endeavors for honorability and religious principles, is a person pitiable even to the immobile creatures. By the meritorious souls of renown, this much is recognized as the imperishable dharma. Dharmic is the soul who laments over the distress of other living beings and feels happy upon their happiness. Away with the misery, away with the difficulty. Because a physical body can perish any moment and be eaten by the jackals, it would not help to hold on to it. It is not there for myself. A mortal is there with his body in order to give his life for that what is his own, for that what he stands for, and for those he knows, his relatives and friends. The son of Vyasa said, Thus decided on the right course of action, Dadichi, the son of Atarva, gave up his body in sacrifice for the Supreme, the Supreme Brahman, the Supreme Personality. The seer of the truth, with his senses, life air, mind and intelligence under control, being absorbed in trance in the Supreme, was liberated from his bondage and left the world no longer taking notice of his material body. King Indra, thereafter, took up the thunderbolt that was created by Vishwakarma, that was empowered by the great sage Dadichi, and was suffused with the spiritual strength of the Supreme Lord. Together, riding out with all the other gods while the Munis offered prayers, he gloriously sat on the back of Gajendra, his elephant, to the apparent pleasure of all the three worlds. Vritrasura, surrounded by the Asura chiefs and commanders, 
was with great force attacked as the enemy, O king, just like it happened when Rudra angrily attacked Antaka, Yamaraj. What followed was a great and most ferocious battle between the Sura, the divine hordes, and the Asura, the demoniac hordes, that took place at the bank of the celestial Narmada river at the onset of the first millennium of Treta Yuga. O King, when the demons, headed by Fritrasura, were confronted with the resplendent opulence of both Indra, the heavenly king with the thunderbolt, and the Rudras, Vasus, Adityas, Ashvins, Pitas, Vanis, Maruts, Ribus, Sadyas, and Vishwadevas, they could not bear the sight. Namuchi, Shambara, Anarva, Dvimurda, Rishaba, Asura, Ayagriva, Shankushira, Viprachiti, Ayomuka, Puloma, Vrishaparva, Praeti, Haiti, and Utkala, and the hundreds and thousands of other Daityas, Danavas, Yakshas, Rakshasas, and others headed by Sumali and Mali, who were all dressed up with golden ornaments, drove back the front of Indra's army that even for death itself was difficult to approach. Fearlessly, they, furiously roaring like lions, thereupon assailed their opponents with clubs, iron-studded bludgeons, arrows, barbed missiles, mallets and lances. The chiefs of the divine forces were from all sides covered by a shower of arrows, spears, axes, swords, shataknis and bushundis. Like stars in the sky covered by clouds, they could no longer be discerned completely being covered by the downpour of projectiles that from all sides in waves fell upon them. But the showers of arrows and other weapons did not reach the armies of the enlightened souls because the demigods quickly cut them mid-air into thousands of pieces. Thereupon, running out of arrows and weapons, the Sura forces were showered with a rain of mountain peaks, trees and stones. They were fragmented like before. When the troops, led by Fritrasura, saw that their enemy fared quite well under the load of weapons and mantras, and that none of them was harmed by the trees, the stones and the different mountain peaks, they became afraid of Indra's soldiers. All the Daicha endeavors of time and again waging against the demigods who enjoyed the favor of Krishna were in vain, just as the rough words are of little men when they abuse great souls. Upon seeing their endeavors fruitless, they who were not of devotion unto the Lord, defeated in their pride as fighters, left the battlefield and gave up the fight that had just begun. With their power nullified, they abandoned the commander Vritrasura who had inspired them. Vritra, who saw his following of demons fleeing and his army broken by fear, spoke as a broad-minded hero with a big grin as follows. Befitting the moment, the hero of heroes expressed himself in words that were even attractive to the greatest minds. O Viprachiti, Namuchi and Puloma, O Maya, Anarva and Shambara, please listen to me. All who are born inevitably have to face death wherever they might exist in the universe. There is no way to counter that in this world, 
a world offering someone the opportunity to reach a better world and be glorious. When it is impossible to escape death, who then would not accept a suitable way to die? There are two approved ways to die with honor in this world, and both are very rare. One is to be allowed to leave the body when one, engaged in yoga controlling the mind and senses, concentrates on Brahman. And the other is to take the lead on the battlefield and never turn one's back on the fight. 